Hey everybody, this is Travis Miller, aka Mr. Cornerstone with the Becoming One podcast. I just want to introduce you to somebody before we get started today, and I also want to thank you for tuning in. Um, the person I want to introduce you to is Derek Miller. He is a care coordinator with the Four Dad program in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They help expectant fathers, fathers of children under two years old, and non-biological fathers by providing one-on-one -on -one support, support groups, and father-friendly community events. So I asked Derek a couple of questions about his personal adventure and story and just life as a father in general. And here's a snippet of what he had to say. Yeah, so this is Derek Miller answering the fatherhood questions from the Becoming One podcast. Um, first question, how long have you been a father? Um, kind of depends. Uh, I got a, a four-year-old son right now, but I always count um, our first pregnancy, too. I, I think that counts. So I guess, you know, five years with that. Um or even counting all the, you know, students that I uh, had inside the schools, you know, you gotta act like a father to them, although I'm not their biological, whatever, I'm rambling. Um, what was your first reaction when you found out you were going to be a father? Um, I was excited. I was excited to, you know, find out and at the same time nervous because you know it's like well if if she's pregnant then that journey officially begins it's not like it i mean once that that stick shows up and says pregnant you know it it's like putting a timer on it now you know nine months is here you know so i i had that nervousness and um it was like a weight, a weighty feeling to it. Once you find out, you know, just a little bit of more weight on the shoulders. Uh, it, it's hard to explain, but I'm sure other fathers know what I'm talking about. Um, what type of father did you want to be? Um, I want to be an awesome one. You know, I want to be a father my son can uh, come to can talk to, can get advice from, um, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those folks that believes in being, you know, all buddy, buddy friendly with your kids. I'll be friendly, but I'm not your friend. You know, I'll still get on you when you need to be get on. If that makes sense. But, um, yeah, I, I want to, uh, definitely be a discerning father. Being able to, um, you know, see where my son's at, see what he can handle and uh, try to push him um, beyond where he is, help him grow. It's very different. I'm just saying it's a rock. Hey, y'all. This is kind of really free. And Mr. Cornerstone. And you are listening to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One, One Podcast. Podcast. 
So welcome back guys and thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, we appreciate you taking the time out to listen and uh, give us feedback and just be a part of the conversation as always. And please, if you've liked it so far, you know, uh, please comment or rate us. Yes, please. Give us you know, some reviews. Give us some feedback. Let us know. We appreciate the text messages and, you know, things of that nature is very lovely. Uh, we appreciate it. But please leave your reviews and things of that nature. Oh, on, and voicemails, too. Or voice yeah, messages. Voice messages rather. on Anchor. Oh, excuse me. So I'm going to start us off with our quote of day because that's what I do. This quote says, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. That quote is by Billy Graham. What do you think? What do you think? Me? I think that just speaks to the unseen and all of the things that fathers do that people don't necessarily deem or recognize as valuable. And I think that's why it talks about how it goes unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, because it's not something that society as a whole puts a lot of weight or value in. Right. So, I mean, like, even if you look at Mother's Day and Father's Day, mm-hmm. Father's Day is like the little brother to Mother's Day. The little brother. Right. That's deep. The one that's like pushed in the corner or whatever. Like on Mother's Day, we talking, we're talking flowers, massages, you know, spa treatments, whatever, whatever you can afford, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Father's Day, we're talking ties, socks, and power tools. And what normally happens on Father's Day, at least the trend that I've seen in my circle of conversations and such, a lot of times people, because Father's Day is in June and usually it's very nice in June, so people will be like, oh, we'll have a cookout. But then the dad is usually the one on the grill. And I mean, that kind of depends. If he likes cooking, then I can see that because he's doing what he enjoys doing. Mm -hmm. But it should be about celebrating him rather than him trying to you know do what everybody else likes doing with him so since we're on the subject i do have a question so for mother's day usually across the board majority of the time everybody's doing the flowers they're doing the chocolates they're doing the car and then usually they go somewhere like um olive garden or red lobster which is whatever but That's usually the theme for Mother's Day. That's like the mantra. So what it usually looks like. What could a typical Father's Day look like if it was as um, regularly celebrated to that degree as Mother's Day is? Well, just like how we have to do for Mm -hmm. y'all, y'all would have to do the same for us. Mm -hmm. You would have to get to know who that man is because it's different just well, I, like for, i know that it's different but i'm just saying usually even if people don't know what somebody likes or even if they do 
usually, not always, but usually it's still the car, the flowers, the chocolate, the restaurant. Right. So I'm saying, what, how could that look for Father's Day if there was like just a staple of, if you can't figure out what else to do, we know these things work. Well, fathers want to know that what they've been doing isn't for not. Mm-hmm. So they want to know that their work is actually producing some type of fruit. Right. And that it's appreciated. So whatever that comes out to. Right. Uh huh. To to whatever level you think that should be. Right. You like if and I'm not saying like money is like the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a thing with my friend that if we're if it's on rough times, if we're if we're between a blessing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If we're between a raise or a check or whatever it was, you know, when we were in college and. I think we did in high school too, but whenever that time was, what we would do is we would get each other black socks. Mm-hmm. Now we know that the black socks don't, you know, they don't match the appreciation, but with that black sock, whatever the gift it was, we would also let them know how much they were appreciated. Mm-hmm. So like whatever gift you give him, no matter what it is, you just need to know that he's, he just needs to know that he's appreciated. Okay. The same way where for women on Mother's Day, they need to know that they're appreciated. Right? Okay. Whatever way that is. Because even if we give y'all spas or a card or a chocolates or whatever it is, that still comes with words. So in the words... The affirmations trump the gift. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. I'm a little different because I look at TJ like, hey, what do you want to do for your mom? And we'll we'll get it done. Because mm-hmm. you ain't my mom. No, I'm not. <laughs> I got a mama. You do. So I think She's it's a very lovely lady. Yeah. So I think it still should come out of the chip, the child. And what they want to do and how they want to show appreciation. Mm-hmm. But some of it is just taught. Like fathers aren't, like the quote said, fathers aren't really celebrated. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it until recently that was widely celebrated, you know, as far as media goals or even sports. I think this past, not this year, because they haven't had an NBA draft this year because of Corona. But this past year, where you had John Morant and Zion come out and, you know, all the other talent. I think that was, for me, that was the most I've seen fathers being celebrated as far as being a part of the process of child development. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it kind of goes into what we're talking about today, too. So, I was looking for a way to, well, let me start off by saying this. This conversation, and I'm going to speak from my perspective and the perspective of the people that I know, right? Right. So this conversation can be particularly hard for a man to talk to a woman about or a husband to talk to a wife about, and more specifically, a black man to talk to his, a black husband to talk to his black wife about, right? Because for us, we may feel pressures of the world, but 
even with those pressures that we feel of the world, we still have like the male privilege. So when we have pressure or when we're feeling a certain type of way, it takes a lot to actually put it on the table because we understand. And again, talk to the man, you know, I'm not the same as every man. So if you want to know how your man's feeling, talk to him. But we understand that y'all have a, a heck of a lot of pressure on you as well. So uh, most of us don't feel like it's right for us to unload in that manner. However, we do have pressure and I'm going to lay it out as best as I can. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for something to identify what it means to go from boyhood or childhood to adulthood to manhood, because I do believe that those are two different things, being an adult and being a man and then going from man to father. Right. Those are all, you know, the, the basic stages of life. Yeah. Those are the different stages of life. You can be an adult and not actually be a, like a man yet you're full grown, but you're not developed. Mm -hmm. Right. In your mind. Yeah. So I found this picture. It's a meme. And this is what it says. It says that men have no inherent value. Women and children are valued simply for existing. This is why boyhood boyhood to manhood is an especially rough transition for males because they're no longer loved simply for existing. Their worthiness must be proved or they're nothing and no one cares. Just even just breaking it down. We'll just start from the end to say no one cares. That is so, it just seems like you all are just like out there on, on an island of your own, just like fending for yourselves to say that no one cares. And I think that the people who do care, it just seems like we don't really know how to make you or, or help you to feel or express the value that we feel like you guys are. Like, and I don't want to just, you know, because I was I'm speaking from the perspective of a black man, but this is all men mm -hmm. as well. You know, just to just to be clear. Mm -hmm. um, I think we just really don't know how to speak to that. Like, even for me, I don't really know other than. So, OK, if you do something, I say, I appreciate you. Yada, yada, yada. To me, that's not enough to kind of help support the sense of I value you as a person, as an individual, as a man, as a husband, as a father. I don't know how to go in and speak directly to that or even know what angle to come from or what words to say or what actions to take. Because what I think might be, oh, that was really nice that I said that and I meant it, but it might not be speaking directly to this I find you valuable and significant, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, can, I, can I see that? So yeah. I can work my way backwards. You got more of you. You want me to go? You can, if you have something to say in response to me speaking to the no one cares part. Well, uh, I think that we'll get to that eventually. But right now, I just want to make sure that you know, what we're dealing with is laid out properly. Mm -hmm. So 
right now I'm trying to identify the issues that we're having. Mm -hmm. And then I want to provide some type of solution. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is, these are, that's in general, the issues that we have, Mm -hmm. right. Is that we have these transitions and we like move out of our house or know from our parents. And then next thing you know, we're an adult. Well, man, what does what does an adult male do? They they take care of themselves, you know. They do X, Y, and Z. Well, now you're transitioning into manhood. Okay, now I'm a man. I need to be able to lead, you know, yada 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 yada. yada. And then you move into fatherhood. On top of that, and especially for us in you know in our community, in the black community, we're still dealing with traumas and generational curses and generational like lack mindsets that pushes back even further you know what i mean like i'm not here to tell my father's story but just learning about what all my dad had to go through when he was a child you know and it's nothing against you know the family or anything like that but learning everything that they went through my uncles and you know my father to what now where I am, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a big leap. Mm-hmm. So to, to ask more than that is, is I understand. I'm not saying that everything was perfect, mm-hmm. but I do understand. Yeah. Right. So in general, no matter what happens in the man's life, like the thing said, you're worthless. Or at least that's this is where our mind is. This is what is pushed pushed on us. Rather, I don't want, I don't want to put that on me mm-hmm. because that's not the way that I want to think. Mm-hmm. But this is that is the way that many men think, and it's deep because it goes into uh, leaving the family. It goes into cheating. You know that that feeds off into all these different. You know areas of your life like Mm -hmm. if if i'm nothing but an atm card to this family then what's the point of me being here Mm -hmm. i can provide and give money from anywhere yeah right um and i can get into that a little bit later after i finish this portion because i felt like that for a portion of our marriage i was like man i'm just a a atm i'm not at home you know i'm always working Mm -hmm. um but i'll get into that later So let's talk about, let's talk about how, what, what men have to be in order to be a good man or what would you consider a good man? Oh man. Um, I don't think there's just a blanket statement of what makes a good man, a good man. There's lots of different attributes that you could say that makes someone a good man. I think someone who's open, who's honest, who has you know, goals, who has drive, somebody who um, cares about other people and his family, somebody who wants to see the people around him succeed and wants to um, encourage the people around him, somebody who works hard, somebody who um, is driven. Those are, those are pretty good. I like those. And, and you're right, because it's, it's, it's a very wide spectrum of things that like he has to encompass mm-hmm. and it's, it's different for, you know what I mean? Depending on who you ask, but just in general, right. Mm-hmm. But in general, a man has to be uh, a leader, right? Yeah. 
he he has to know how to lead a family. He has to know how to cast a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to be a hard worker. Mm-hmm. He has to be able to take care of a house, you know, maintain a house. He needs to be able to maintain a car, right? Mm-hmm. He needs to um, have a good job, not just a job that is, you know, can provide for maybe just him if he was in college or whatever, but one that could provide for every person in the home should, should such thing happen. Because if something were to happen to the family, at the end of the day, it would fall on his shoulders. Like, man, like, what was he doing when when y'all got evicted? Like, why wasn't he why wasn't he providing for his family? Right. Mm -hmm. That would fall on his shoulders and not just a societal norm. But like, even in my mind, I'm like, no matter what, I have to provide for my family. So. I need to go do what I need to do. Right. So he needs that uh, position or job or business or whatever it is that allows him to provide for everybody. Um, we have those like uh, what are the what are they call like key words or the hot topic or hot word right now, the generational wealth. So he needs to be able to cast a vision and work towards generational wealth. He needs to be able to be like a a pit bull to whoever's coming but a poodle in the house right Mm -hmm. that that i'll i'll beat you down but i'll give a soft gentle hug to my wife like how women (laughs) how women will talk about how they want somebody to look like they can beat your behind but they're not really gonna beat your behind like which is crazy to me you want them to be able to dress like in the in the business suit, but you want them to have Tim's in the trunk and a beater on just in case something pop off. Right. Yeah. Like you 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 want him to encompass all of these things. And I wonder where that came from. Like I legit wonder where that came from. Yeah. I don't know if it was like the media, if it was movies, if it was like music. I don't know. Yeah. But I remember like even in middle school, high school, people talking about it and and, and saying it in that way. Right. And then in church, you want to, you know, men are expected and these, I'm not saying any of these are bad things, but you want us to be able to, uh, worship at the drop of a dime, right? Uh, so in order to worship at the drop of a dime, we have to, you know, be in a certain place in our life where we can let go mm-hmm. of whatever is on our mind or emotions and allow ourselves to be free with God. Mm-hmm. Right. But you, we can't talk too much because then we're chatty like a chatty patty when when we're looked at as all oh, these he talks to me like he's my girlfriend or something like that you know what i mean uh we can't have too many emotions or else you know we're we're called women you know oh you you sound like you, you're talking like a girl right now you sound like you sound like a girl right now you know what i mean that type of mm-hmm. that type of thinking when we come out of our our shell like yo this is what I'm feeling right now, man, you sound like a little bit, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that type of, that type of response comes to us. So, but we have to have emotions. We can't be, we can't be just hardcore with everybody. We have to be hardcore with everyone else, but we have to be soft and tender with this one person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, we have to, it's just, it's just basically a lot. Yeah. A lot of contradicting, if we're honest, a lot of contradicting ideas. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have to have dealt with our past traumas and deal with our spouses, mm-hmm. you know, 
and then you and the list goes on and on and on and on and in today's society it almost feels as though we're expected to be all these at one time mm. right and not i didn't even say that we're expected to be present right mm-hmm. we're expected to like how can you how can you be a top level employee but present all the time how can you be tender and you know but hard all the time mm-hmm. like you can't you can't be all of these things at once you can't and we haven't had time to deal with all the traumas you can't you can't be all of these things at once but i will say that it can be done it just won't happen all at the same time mm-hmm. right so if we look at history what would be considered a good man is like you hear well he provided for his family he might yeah. not have he might not have been x y and z but he provided for his family and i think those ideas just got passed down and ingrained simply because at some point in time it was legit about survival you can't think about anything else besides making sure that these people in my house survive if they did that we good well those individuals their sons are who are here now mm-hmm. so everything that we've been we're asking or that we've been asked is something completely new mm-hmm. you know i talk, i would talk to my dad about fatherhood in the past and you know what he thought about it and things of that nature but he always says well it's, it's different today it's mm-hmm. different today i still want to know what he thinks but he's 100 percent right that it's different today than it was in the past what what is being asked of men now is different and what was in the past is no more mm-hmm. you know and when you're when you're in a marriage in order to make this thing work in order for you to be all of these things you need time and you need a team mm-hmm. i am not that good of a leader that i can be everything for this family at the same time mm-hmm. right yeah uh i'm not that good of a leader i don't have it down pat to the point where I can be all of those things at once, mm-hmm. but I can morph in between. Yeah, I can go back and forth between. You know, does this need discipline right now, or does this need? Do I need to be fun? Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to take some time and take a season and go and work and be gone for a while, or do I need to be here? Mm-hmm. I can go back and forth. But I can't be everything at the same time. Yeah. And a lot of men think that in order to be married, you have to be all of those things at the same time. In order to be a father, a good father or a good man, you have to be all of those things at the same time. And they realize that they can't. Men have the same emotions as women. Mm-hmm. You know, men have the same needs as women. Right. Like that sense of security. Men still need. That sense of security. It's not just little girls that have a security blanket mm-hmm. when they're kids, when they're children. Boys have security blankets too. Mm-hmm. Now, over time, that morphs into other things like money or homes or whatever. Yeah. But that's still, nonetheless, a security blanket, right? Mm-hmm. But we can't expose that, or men don't expose that. We can expose it, but we don't. Because society in general and relationships 
are being morphed right now. Yeah. And and I just I just say all of that just to say that we have to have some grace with each other. Yeah. Right? The woman's role is being morphed. Whether we recognize it or not, you know, y'all are still taking the blunt end of childbearing and child upbringing, mm-hmm. but that's being morphed right before our eyes. Yeah. And if people don't pay attention, they're going to miss it. Right. Men now have the ability to take parental leave. Mm-hmm. We can spend time with our kids. Right. We have the ability to say, well, no, I, I just had a child. I know I don't have any PTO right now, but I'm taking two weeks. And that doesn't seem strange or look odd anymore or nowadays. Everybody's like, oh, it, oh. it still does. Well, maybe certain fields. It's like, wait, you know what? But yeah, in certain areas, it's like, oh, yeah, do that. That's great. Yeah. So, and I mean, if you have a good boss, they don't care. But, you know, it's still it's like, oh, well, you, oh, I guess you better put on a dress now, too. huh? You know what you I'm saying? Said that? Yeah. What's wrong with I'm telling you, it's 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 just, it's a lot. Yeah. So, but you have those people who are older, who grew up hearing that, who are now you know in these positions, who are saying what they've heard because in their mind, men don't do this. Right. Men don't stay away that long. What do you mean you're taking two, three, four weeks off? But there's also men that said, "I wish that I could have done that mm-hmm. when I was at your at your position." Yeah. They're saying you're living the life that I wish I had the ability to live. But those men are the same men that were like, okay, he did this. I need to do that in order to be a good man because those are the men that we look up to as good men. But the rules that apply to them no longer apply to us. Right? Yeah. Like we have to be able to lead a team. Everything that I named off the vision, everything else, it doesn't happen unless the team is there. Mm -hmm. Right? We know people know if you don't know, women have brains, they have their own <laughs> minds, you know, let go of that old thinking, you know, they have their own minds, their own spirits, their own souls, their own bodies, you know, they, they can lead just as well as you can. They can, you know what I mean? They can do a lot. Now they're still different. This is coming from me. They're still different. We still, there's still a difference in between men and women, but women can do a lot just like men can do a lot and those have to complement each other mm-hmm. right even in our relationship i went from struggling in college to okay i don't have a choice i need to get this done so i finished college and then i moved straight into okay casting vision for a family i mean 20 years 20 years seemed like a long time until tj was born mm-hmm and then it became, man, I only have 20 years or 18 years to get X, Y, and Z done. Yeah. And time is flying by. It is. He he will be six in January. Right. You know what I mean? Time is flying by. So there's a lot of transitions there that have to be dealt with and moved on. Um, or even like in some of the roles that I play here with us, like the physical trainer, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, vision, like I cast vision for the house, Wh- which way are we going? Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. But like in the role of physical trainer, you still see me as Travis. And while you're dealing with your past hurts, I'm dealing with my past hurts. And sometimes that manifests as 
you know, Monet, I think you need to fix this posture or, or, you know, you need to fix your hand position or whatever it is, you know, your form's wrong. Mm -hmm. You hear that and you say, man, he's just nagging me to death. Mm -hmm. But if you were to go to a trainer, he would tell you all of these things because when you're on the higher level, you know, you would need to do all these things. But because it's coming from me, mm -hmm. it's he's nagging. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so these roles and that's just one example, right? Yeah. As far as because it goes, you know, obviously it goes both ways, mm -hmm. but it's just one example of what has to what we have to be in the family. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, if we move, if we move on to I want to go back to the, you know, it, now that we know everything that we're dealing with, if we move into, OK, this is what I feel. This is the pressure that I feel on my shoulders. And I feel as though I'm just like an ATM card. I just here to give and I don't feel as though I'm being filled back up. Mm -hmm. Right. For whatever reason that is. Some of it could be selfish reasons. Some of it might not be selfish reasons mm -hmm. because on your end, you're still learning and going through your own transitions. Right. Mm -hmm. For So but for whatever reason, somebody isn't feeling fulfilled. Yeah. So in our relationship, there was a time where I just felt like an ATM. And that for me, it was just because I had to work. I was at work. You know, those are the days where I was spending two, maybe three days away working yeah you know uh when i was going and i was in grand rapids which was an hour away at 4 a.m and some days i was working until 12 right mm -hmm. at night so midnight yeah not 12 p.m but 12 a.m midnight yeah you know what i'm saying so you worked for what 20 hours in one day mm -hmm. right during that time, I still had the same feelings. You know, TJ was young. I still had the same feelings and emotions as uh, any other new parent would, any even a uh, new mother would. Mm -hmm. I remember walking away from my desk, literally crying. So I put my head down so nobody could see. I go to the bathroom. I cry. I go back to my desk and I keep working. Mm -hmm. Right. And I tell myself, I can't be in this mindset and be successful here because I'm not at home. So I can't be at home. I need to be at work. Mm. Right. Um, and I just say that just to show that, you know, we're, we're going through the same stuff. So we need the same amount of grace that you expect to be given to you. Mm -hmm. We need that same grace. Um, and I'm not the only one that I've counseled other men at work who are crying because they can't go home. Or they have that pressure from work because they feel like they can't go home. Yeah. And they're, they want to see their children, but they need to provide for their family. Mm -hmm. Right. But these are the things that we don't say because these are all, all the things that we need to have in our life and we can't complain about it. That's what's on our plate. That's what we need to handle. We're not going to complain about it. We're going to find a way to get it done mm -hmm. right so i was there and i felt as though i you know just painting that picture in my mind i felt as though i was just like an atm so i'm not at home i'm working mm -hmm. and then when the week was done i was shooting over to detroit to work right yeah, and, th yeah, yeah. and this was like a culmination of 
student loans and things of that nature. Like we we have to pay these things back. Mm-hmm. Like we're I I refuse to be in debt, you know, for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. For what we're for the vision that we casted, right? Because I could have taken the route of well, we're just gonna sit and we'll pay our bills and we'll be cool. Maybe we'll go on vacation every other year. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have went that route. Yeah. But for the vision that we casted, that we agreed on, we needed more. So I'm going to find a way to get more. The only way I had was to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, that led to, well, if I'm just an ATM, then I can do that from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I might as well do what's going to get me more money, which led into what can I do to get more money? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why it was so easy for me to go to Florida at that time and work mm-hmm. because I wasn't home anyway. Do you remember the conversation about Florida? Yeah, I do. And you were like, well, how yeah, do you feel about it? You said, well, how do you feel about it? I said, well, you know, I think, you know, if you want to go, you should just go. I'm not going to stop you. He said, well, okay, good. Glad we're on the same page. I probably would have went anyway if you would have said no. Like, yeah. Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's jacked up. I was I was all the way gone. Like I was and I wasn't saying that I didn't have good intentions, but it didn't really feel like I was a part of the family. Like I was just there to pay bills and I wasn't getting I didn't feel like I was getting poured back into. Mm-hmm. So what difference did it make if I was in Michigan, Grand Rapids or Florida? I said and Michigan, Grand Rapids, you know, Michigan know or Florida. Mean. You know what I mean? And to, so when we talk about how, you know, the role was back then versus now, there's all these expectations of what a man is supposed to do, um, at, by, at, by any means necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you are the woman in the situation and I'm, I don't know how a lot of women feel, but I can at least speak to me. I'm the type of person where I will forego and sacrifice a lot of things for presence. I don't care, not presence, like physical presence. I don't care if we got to scale back, cut back this late, whatever. Physically being there makes such an impact. But I know for you, you would have that mindset of, no, we're not going to be living like this. I refuse. Right. I'm going to go do whatever it is I need to do to make sure this is all good. But just like we were listening to How Married Are You? They were saying how the husband was going and doing so that the family would have the thing, but the husband was never around to enjoy the thing that he worked on so much for the family to have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I will say F the thing. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't care about it. But you're like, nah, y'all going to have this. I'm going to do this for y'all. I'm going to make sure y'all straight. I'm going to make sure y'all good. I'm going to make sure y'all living comfortably. And I'm just like, forget it. Look at all that. That don't matter. But that goes back to this is what the expectation of the man is. It is ingrained in men. Whether the, Okay. Whether they know it or not, it's ingrained in them. Mm-hmm. If there was a representative from a kingdom, we're not talking about a nation or polit- politics here, but go back to kingdoms. If there was a representation of a kingdom visiting your land, how was that person sent? Dressed and decked out royally, you know, dressed. the best fine silks and yes. linens and 
Yes. His toe. Why? Because they're going to present. They're they're representing everybody, and you have to have the best of the best. Because you have to look the best of the best. Because you can tell how good a king is by how well his kingdom is thriving. If his kingdom isn't thriving, then he is not a good king. Now, <clears throat> my argument for that would simply be when you use that example, it's like, how does this person or how do they look? And there have been often times where people have been dressed up, looking all nice, but everything else is jacked up. I'm just using that as the well, example as far as physical presentation. I, no, and I get what you're saying, but I'm not speaking to a physical presentation. Mm -hmm. Like today, the physical appearance is, is cool, mm -hmm. but your education, where do your kids go to school? Yeah. Is, is, does, your car, does your wife drive this car that gets broken down on the highway every time she gets in it? Mm-hmm. Is she is she fine to drive this car or does is it unsafe mm -hmm. for her to drive? Yeah. You'll hear the man, you you really can't have your wife driving around in that thing. It's not safe. Mm. Is she okay? Do they have See, what they need? So wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all have to go through that. Wait, wait, wait. Are they do they get the proper nutrition? Are they are they fed well? Are they comfortable? Are are your children afraid where they live? Hmm. This is this is insane, though. No, I mean I get it. It's not insane. I get it. It's insane to the point of there's almost nothing that, as a woman, we could say or do to help counter that ingrained voice that's there. There's literally nothing, even when we are attempting to kind of soothe that notion of this thing beating down the back of your neck of you need to do and be more and we're like no we don't need extra we're fine no we don't need more we're good we just need you to just scale back because when you're good then we'll be good listen listen the man can be all of those things and more all of it and more if he gives up on being that thing, then you have lost the man. 